Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast, where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. My name's Matt Tapia. I'm here with our panel, Cameron. Hello. Cameron, your Memorial Day weekend's going pretty good? Hey, can't complain. Already grilled out once, weather's held out, you know? Good, it's American, good. American dream. That's what it, what they want us to remember. They want us to remember about the importance of grilling. Right, yeah. I've spared a thought for the troops, so there you go. Pour one out for him? I haven't poured one out yet. Maybe that's, that's today. Maybe so tomorrow. Th- today we're going to pour one day. out. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, good weekend so far? I've had a great weekend. How about you? Uh, been pretty good. Um, today is Tyler and I's sixth anniversary. Oh, Wedding anniversary. Yeah, so we're going to record a podcast. Now. <laughs> so romantic. Yeah, well, we knew we were going to do stuff today for cookouts and whatnot, so we did our kind of like celebrations yesterday so went out to nice dinner it's good where'd you go went to uh i want to say tanzuo it's a the, the chinese place yeah it's like an upscale that. chinese place over there okay. kind of in the gulch area neat went to la jackson's too went to the rooftop bar oh cool which is i feel like i'm hip mm-hmm. now you're so nashville it's got a really good <laughs> it's got a yeah, it's really nashville it's yeah. got a really good view of obviously all downtown, but you can see the Angel Wing mural. Oh, you know okay. where everybody gets their picture yes. taken. Yeah. And, uh, somebody was saying you, you can kind of judge like how crazy Nashville's going to be based off of the weight line into the Angel Wing mural. Yeah, oh, there's a weight line. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, there. So while we were up there, there was a crew bachelorette party. It was probably twelve deep. Because mm-hmm. um, they, they had the bride in the middle of the wings, and there was six of her friends on each side. Yeah. So, pretty big. You guys should have gotten a picture there. No. <laughs> and, and, and is there a sign posted with like lim- you know limit like one or two pictures, and then move on? Yeah, so, there is. There but is? those those wow. girls did not. Pay, they did like a series <laughs> of pictures, Santa. It's yeah. It was it's their wedding photos, right? Pretty much. It's it's fine, but I, and I don't think there was that big of a line, so they probably got a little bit more of a pass. But yeah, Santa, how's your weekend going? It's been okay. It's been good. Cavs helped took it to Game Seven, so yeah, that was Friday. Yeah, probably by the time this podcast out, we'll know who won tonight. So yeah, you hit soccer yesterday. Yeah, I watched soccer yesterday. Who didn't win that soccer match? Real Madrid won. Okay, good. Yeah, they got some some gift goals from the Liverpool goalie. It was pretty much the only thing that you could watch in the afternoon. Yeah, there was, there was not a lot going on. Gift so. goals, bad bad goal. You know, like but bad, not bad gift goal, goals. Bad goaltending, basically. I, c- yeah. I couldn't tell if you said gift, gift. or gilf. <laughs> gift. And I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a whole yeah. different type gilf of goals. Mouth. I don't know my soccer terms that well. Yeah. Goalies, I love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we know where that next word goes to. <laughs> Episode nineteen is our uh, well, it's our nineteenth podcast. Our, yes, <laughs> one away from twenty. Yeah. Yep, because the previous one was eighteen, so we decided to call this one nineteen. I like that we weird. decided to keep it in order. <laughs> and the film that we're talking about today is Solo, uh, a Star Wars story. Uh, Cameron, I'm going to do my basics, uh, and I, I'm still. So Struggling with how to phrase this question. So, below meet or above expectations? Your interpretation or your feedback from Solo? It met my pretty low but not super low expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was parts of it I liked, parts of it that surprised me, 
but the larger parts were pretty damn predictable. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. So... I wasn't left feeling so low. <laughs> I was waiting uh, for that joke. That was better that than joke. the other solo joke that you had. Um, so, I'm going to say it was below my expectations. Mm. I do think some of my expectations were high, and so it I, the bar was raised at, at a pretty significant level. Yeah. I found it to be very predictable. I should have anticipated a little bit of just... I should have anticipated two things. One, that it was going to be predictable because there's been so many, you know, historically known, you know, fan lore happenings that have... Everybody was expecting to see the movie. So right. in that case, it had to be somewhat predictable. Um, and I also should have not had quite as high expectations because of they, they went through two directors. Yeah. The stuff behind the scenes is what lowered my expectations because, I don't know, if Santa, I don't know if you know more about what the issues were, but clearly some bad shit was happening that they had to go in and fix before they, the movie was even finished. If the rumors are true, they didn't like... Cause like every time they do a, sh- a day of shooting, uh, the the higher ups get to you know they get a chance to yeah. see what the they did. So they did enough of the movie to where the execs were like, "This is not what we want," and so they they changed directors. Uh, do you know what was not what they wanted about they, it? They like, just said creative curious. differences. The, the, rumor, the, the rumors is that that it was too comedic. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And like it was like, it was like a buddy cop movie basically. Mm-hmm. These and, guys did uh, the ones that. They fired mm-hmm. did the Lego movie, and uh-huh. they did the 21 Jump Street reboot movies. I don't think that's a bad idea, but considering the actual plot elements of him coming from, like, a work camp planet, and, you know, Amelia Clark's character basically being an indentured servant, you know, it's hard. That doesn't jive with comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Santa, uh, meet below, above? It was, it was below. Yeah. Uh, they weren't that high to begin with, but... It's still, I, I, all I wanted was like a good, enjoyable movie beginning to end, like a ride. Yeah. You know, there were some ride elements, but it was just like, it was mostly low. I thought the pacing was, was, was not good, and I think that probably contributed to it just not, well, not being just a roller coaster ride of events. I wanted a, you know, a space heist, which there kind of was a heist, but, but it, it wasn't, wasn't like a great. wasn't a good heist. No. Yeah. There's two quasi heists. There was too many weird stuff that happened. Not not even weird stuff. Just like, why do they make that decision? And we'll get into that after we hear Nicole meet below above. It was just barely below my expectations. Maybe like a teaspoon short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I I kind of went into it with low but optimistic expectations because I saw it, it was doing decently on the tomatoes. So I I thought you know and plus like Rogue One had some issues where they had to do a bunch of reshoots and and everything so I was willing to let all that slide and say you know they retooled it into a better movie um, but I never really found myself attached to anyone in this movie I didn't really care about any of the characters mm-hmm. um, I never really felt like there's any real danger I I know yeah. I know Han Solo makes the Kessel Run. I know Lando and Han and Chewie. Yeah, you know all the characters you know from prior... Mm-hmm. You, they have to live, otherwise yeah. it doesn't make sense. I mean, so. that's the problem with the prequel is like you can't really make 
good stakes like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just never, never really caught my attention, I guess. Mm-hmm. So just checking in on the tomato meter, 71%, which is not bad, but it's also, I would I say, pretty low rating. considering what the expectations would be for a Star Wars film. Is, I mean, that's like a... That's a above average Marvel movie. Most of the Marvel movies are, are in the, the, the mid seventies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, audience score right now is fifty nine percent. That's oh the audience score has gone up because the one I looked the other day was at fifty percent. Yeah. Um, and that's what surprised me because I think you and I were talking about this. It's like what do Star Wars fans want? Like I'm not saying this was a great movie, but fifty is pretty low. Actually, actually that's kind of high for for. The, How the, did the, uh, the Last current, Jedi do? The current well, Last Jedi got destroyed on, on audience score. Oh, really? it did really well on the on the, the critics, critics liked it. So, yeah, but yeah. so what did it get on audience score? I it was forget. like in the thirties. Oh got, wow! Because people hated the the, the 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 female characters in that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like they they, they review bombed that that movie. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, like was that even a real thirty yeah, percent score? Yeah, Wasn't so, there some yeah. hacking or whatever? Yeah. yeah so yeah, ninety one on Rotten Tomato is. Uh, Last Jedi with an audience score of 46. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. really low. Yeah, but, but we're not 100% sure if that's a reliable 46%. Yeah, well, yeah. Both it's gating. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just like so, like, with Solo, I mean, it's a 56 audience score, which is actually, you know, I mean, that because there is a lot of, like, almost pandering, like, how, how much, like, uh, gender equality. Well, they're, they're using robots in, in, in the form of, mm-hmm. you know, feminism. Yeah, right. So I, I thought we could just kind of just go through the big chunks of the, the film plot um, and just kind of just talk about what worked or what didn't work. And mostly, in most cases, it's easier to nitpick what, what, what didn't work. Um, so they start off with, uh, I guess, what, probably like a 16-year-old Han Solo, maybe? Maybe 18. 18. Yeah. Let's say he's 18 because he joined... He didn't look like he aged at all when they did three years later because he joined the yeah. navy it was three years prior i remember that because yeah when he's on that military planet it says three years later right so so we see corellia and we've heard about corellia a lot we know they make great ships the million falcons a corellian freighter and they basically give a very quick you know background that basically you know all the children are forced into this somewhat slavery to uh, rob and, and pilfer for mm-hmm. a, a, a criminal mind. We're not thinking of like the Newsies or like kind of like almost Dickens. Uh, yeah. yeah, very much like that. It's kind of a trope in a lot of fantasy novels too to have like a, a gang uh, or of children who steal stuff and in, get protection and stuff in return. Yeah, it's like a crime boss mm-hmm. who shelters children basically. And I actually, I think that was totally fine. It uh, introduced the character of, is it Kira, 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 Kira. Yeah. and the, the big boss, Lady Proxima, right? yeah, who is voiced by um, the uh, Linda. What's her name? She's she's the woman in The Incredibles with no capes. Oh, uh, Linda Hurt, or oh, the, uh, the fashion designer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who that is. Sorry. So, anyways, she does the voice for Lady Proxima. I, I saw that come up. Yeah, I had no problem with any of that opening segment. I thought it kind of explained, you know, where Han came from. I think it would have worked better, or I would have found it a little more believable if they had made Han a little younger and had, like, a child or young teen actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would have made the stakes feel a little higher. I think, th- I, I was kind of thinking about that, too. I mean, just, 
it doesn't have to be anybody big. They're only on screen for like mm-hmm. 10 or 15 minutes. And then they can fast forward. And, and yeah. Fire. And, and that, that, it would like feel like more time had passed and that Han and Kira had grown into adults. Mm-hmm. Like, because he went and became a pilot. So like a fair amount of time passed. And I just didn't believe him as a 16 or 18 year old. Almost like that scene in when they rebooted Star Trek and they had Kirk being like young and he's still like his stepdad's, you know, uh, old car right. and you know just just the hot shottiness of it all mm-hmm. that kind of worked mm-hmm. but uh, so basically they introduce the 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 MacGuffin the Coaxium uh, Cameron Unobtainium yeah, yeah. Uh, and basically set the stage about you know its value and they use that to bribe their way into a freighter Solo right. and Kira in order to or Han and Kira in order to escape right. you know their their slavery. What, what do you think of that? Him getting his last name. That that was an eye roll. So that that was yeah. another. That was where I was building toward. Where I'm like, you didn't need to do that. Yeah. Why explain it at all? Why, why can't everything he, needs? <laughs> yeah, everything but, needs but, explained. But but he could just say, you know, you know, you know, what what's your last name? You know, Solo. Boom, cut yeah. to or you could just say I'm solo. Yeah, they could have made but, that same statement because later in the movie either. he mentions about his dad. He knew his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and then it's like, what? His dad didn't have a last name. Yeah, yeah. My dad never gave me one. That's why I don't <laughs> like him. Yeah, that was a bit of an eye roll because it just in it terms just of didn't names, make sense. That's but, like the metachlorianism of it, names. It, well, it was like in, in Rogue One. It was like, what's the name of your ship? Uh, yeah, Rogue. Uh, Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One. one. Oh, <laughs> I'm That's like, the title of the every time. It's the title of the movie. Santana always leans over to me anytime they say the title <laughs> of the movie and then whispers, "That's the title of the movie." Whoa, man! Is it a problem if you have to explain it? <laughs> yes. Everybody. Explains. I, 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 yeah, it was a bit of an eye roll. They didn't need to do it. Yeah, why? Uh, you know, he could have just said, look, my name's Han Solo, you know, yeah. screw it. And, yeah. and, you know, it has nothing to do with about me being a loner. Yeah. Because yeah. that was just the name I was given. Yes, it makes you think of Han being a loner, mm-hmm. but it's not like, I'm such a loner that I'm going to pick a loner last name. But, yeah, it's like, it's like Kurt Russell explaining to you what Mandy means in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. You know, like, you're already singing the song. You don't literally have to say what the words it's mean. Unneeded yeah. yeah. So that's when I was like, I'm a little worried about how this <laughs> film is going to go. That seemed like a Ron Howard thing. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Like a rest of you know him explaining something <laughs> <laughs> to decide whether his friend will live. So flash forward three years. Uh, now Han Solo is an infantry person. Apparently, he got kicked out of the Imperial. Flight school, flight or school, or, or whatnot. Of his own. Which honestly, that would have been a pretty interesting thing to see. Right. I would have rather have seen him in flight school. That would make it interesting. Yeah. What if you know he escaped as a young kid, and then that was just a quick five minute scene, and he joined, you know, somehow joined in the the. Where they flash forward to him, he's he's been a few months or a few weeks into mm-hmm. the military, and then he does whatever he did to get himself He could be a pilot, out. and him getting kicked out could be the thing that happens on that planet, and he's like kicked out of flight school and thrown into a bunch of grunts just to be cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. And the, the entire scene would, on that planet would play out just the same, but they could have actually shown some of his piloting mm-hmm. and not just told you about it. So, Nicole, this scene served to both introduce Han to Tobias Beckett, Woody Harrelson's character, mm-hmm. who's 
pretending to be a military officer as well in order to heist some... A ship. Something. Something. Some stuff. And Han tries to get on board with them, but Tobias Beckett rats him out, and they somehow end up throwing him into a pit with a beast. And who is the beast, Nicole? Beast was none other than Chewbacca. So, how do you think about that whole introduction? Well, okay, it made my eyes grow a little bit because this is the problem with sequels. It's like he's not really endangered from Chewie. Like, right. No matter what happens, they're all, they're going to end up being buddies together. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit when he started speaking Wookiee or whatever their language is. It was like, yeah. yeah, I learned a little of it. I was like, no, that's not that. That's why I never use that ability again in any of the other movies that I'm in later on. See, that was the problem. Yeah, right. Well, I got to, I got to see him like he can understand it. Yeah, right. right. He does, yeah. yeah, but like the fact that he doesn't ever, you know, never. Or how about he just said like he tried to speak uh, whatever the Wookiee language is. I had it written down, but Wookiean? It's not Wookiean. No, it's like Slavyakian. I don't know. It's the Wookiee language. And let's say he just like screwed it up. He butchered it. And Wookiee's yeah. like, you know, Chewbacca's like, you stop speaking it. You know, you're, right. you're, you're totally butchering it. You know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but I, even though I can't speak it, I understand what you're saying. That would have made more sense because as you stated, Cameron, he never uses that yeah. language again. And Chewbacca clearly understands human speech, so like Why? him speaking to him in Wookiee-ese didn't actually, wasn't needed to get, I don't know. It's, uh, Just, it, it felt really fake. It felt like they, this wasn't the best way to introduce uh, the two characters. I think it's like even in the, when Chewbacca was in the prequels, like nobody spoke. Mm-hmm you know, Wookiee to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He spoke, that you know, they, they all understood each other. Right. And, and those it would limited have, scenes there. It would have made maybe more sense if they threw him into a pit and it was some real, you know, monster beast and he and Chewbacca have to team yeah, up to... Like Chewbacca was like another prisoner. Yeah, right. like, and they had to team up to, to, to beat the beast and to escape. Because they weren't on the Wookiee planet. No. Right. So they just carried Chewbacca around with them. And, yeah, and for some make, reason. Yeah, 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 like how did he end up there? And that, well, I'm sorry, go ahead, Nicole. That one line about how... What? I learned a little Wookiee. Kind of reminds me of Thor's line. Like, I took a... Groot as an elective, right? Yeah. Only it wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, like the Groot line made me like giggle a little bit. The thought of the fact that there's so many Groots out there that there's a Groot language course, right? Right. But mm-hmm. so, flash forward, they escape. They somehow right. talk their way into getting onto Beckett's ship with some like multi-armed alien that was the pilot. And the woman May from Westworld. Yep. Uh, and they Andy are Andy Newton. Right. And they're going on to another heist to steal again Colaxium, which yeah. we know now has a lot of wealth. Right. Yeah. Because it's what they it's the fuel for the hyperdrives. Yeah, right. Jet yeah. fuel. Yeah. So Santa, you were wanting. Were you the one, or was it Cameron that was looking for a heist? I was looking movie? for a heist. So this was potential first high scene with a train even. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was a heist, but it wasn't the heist I wanted. Okay. Yeah. Like going in this movie and knowing the the, the the characters and and no idea of what future movies they're gonna do. What I wanted was him being involved with Jabba the Hutt. 
do that heist. Yeah. And then find out why Jabba Hutt doesn't like Han Solo anymore. Why 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 the need for the bounty? Mm-hmm. And then you have Boba Fett in there. I mean, that would have been made. Uh, well, yeah, also so. they introduced Colaxium, and I thought like Spice was the thing they were always smuggling, right? Mm-hmm. So it, that's Dune. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if Spice is mentioned in uh, Star Wars or not. No, it is. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because that's what he was always accused of smuggling was was spice. Wasn't that like a stand-in just for drugs? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Drugs or some kind of whatever. But either way, they, they, yeah. they are stealing the Claxium that's on this train, and it's clear that this train has multiple carts, but just that one cart is all they needed. Yeah, they only need one cart. Yet they the train. struggle to just, you know, they got the bottom part of the train off. Why didn't they just go ahead and. Do yeah, why, they why the, did the they separate it twice? There was right. a lot of like, because they had these other characters that they introduced, and it was like, okay, they're they're not gonna make it. We don't we don't ever see them again in the other thing. They're new right. characters; they're expendable. Mm-hmm. But they kind of died needlessly because she didn't have to blow up the bridge, right? Because uh, they could have Maze, whatever know, her she, name. She would have survived, and they, they 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 needed more time, obviously, yeah. to get it. But that that just exacerbated the situation. Right. right. And, like, so, Woody Harrelson didn't seem that sad after his wife or girlfriend yeah. or partner died. Yeah, also, he was much more she, upset about the, the, the spice. Yeah, the class. Even, even if she was going to blow up the bridge, she could at least jump, you know. Yeah. Jump why did she need to sacrifice herself? Why did I care about her sacrificing She wasn't actually in the way of the, the train because the train was going to go around whatever. Because the train isn't going to constantly hit that spot. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it, I also it, thought the fact that the train kept, like, rotating directions was just like a pointless thing they threw in there to make it seem no, I think elaborate. I, I think I knew why they threw it in there. Why? Because they're going to build this ride. Build a ride out of it. Uh, it's, it's like a roller coaster. So it's like, yeah. like a two-sided roller coaster. Yeah, it, well, it's like you're, you're, you're going upside down, you're flipping. You know, but that's just so frustrating. It's like they did, they did a thing in this movie that makes no sense in the actual world mm-hmm. because they want to have a roller coaster tie-in. It, it's just like selling toys. Yeah, it's the but same it's, reason why they introduced the Ewoks. I feel like, yeah, but I feel like Star Wars is the most, like, or is the least subtle about that. No, like, yeah, there's I mean, so many things in all of these Star Wars movies where it's like, there's the toy tie-in, there's the ride tie-in, there's the whatever tie-in. Like, we and, have two ride You know, Marvel sells shitloads of toys, too, but... You know, like, you're not watching the movie and all of a sudden it's like, the Thanos Power Glove TM action set, you that's know? How, that's how George Lucas built his empire. Right. Because on, they got yeah. the, he had the toy rights. Yeah. Because yeah. so. nobody had nobody thought, thought about merch- merchandising wasn't considered a, a anything of value. Yeah. And that's how he said, well, if I can hold on to the merchandise from Star Wars, then, you know, I can market it, I can sell it, even if the studio companies won't. And I can still get a cut off of it, and maybe I can use that cut to make another film and do it by myself, which yeah. is how Empire got built. In hindsight, or made. Uh, it's crazy that nobody else thought of that before him. Like, you gotta hand it to George Lucas, because it's just stunning that he It was one of, of his few concept. things yeah. where he had, like, a true insight. It's way more brilliant as an entrepreneur than I mean, like Back in those days, toys were still considered kid things, and then so, like, teenagers aren't playing yeah. with toys, and they're... You know, so the other important thing, Nicole, that got brought into that whole scene with the train was the idea of this person, Emphy's Nest, which yeah. when they kept saying Emphy's Nest, I kept thinking it was like a gang. I didn't realize it was an actual like singular person. 
You know I what I'm talking about? I, I, I thought that was the, the, the character the with yeah, yeah, yeah. The, No, the, I the, thought that was a gang too. Right? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a group. I thought that was that person. Oh, it's Enfy's Nest. They're coming after us. Because right. they kept saying they. Yeah. I'm like, no. Well, but they said they because they didn't want to say he or she because that was the big like reveal, reveal at the end. It's not a. And she always had a crew with her too. Yeah. So. Right. That I thought it was a gang. I didn't realize that was really because funny. they kept saying they. Because they were always referred to as like marauders. They're marauders. Mm. Yes. Simplicity. No, it was uh, one thing I really wanted from this movie was to see the other parts of the Star Wars universe that aren't good rebels versus bad empire. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they really had an opportunity for that here, and they totally squandered they, it. They jammed it at the very end. Uh, and a kind of pointless scene. Because I don't really care about Enfys Nest, but apparently we need to care about Enfys Nest. Apparently they're who, she's who creates the rebel. They made it seem like they were the seeds of the rebellion. She's probably, yeah, yeah in, the, in the animated like, show or something. This is a whole universe. It's not just about good versus evil. There should be all sorts of you know gray areas in between, and they just... Yeah. Didn't so you? go ahead, Ted. Probably like people on 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 their uh, ran, on a random planet, you know, it's like you said, the the battle scenes in the, in the beginning were like, you know, the, like when he makes that line, uh, oh, we're the conquerors here, you know, like, yeah, it's like they, it's just random, you know, you don't see you don't see who they're fighting at all, right? You just see them blasting stuff, and it's like, exactly. So uh, they screw up getting the Calaxium. Uh Woody Harrelson, Tobias character Tobias back and Chewbacca and Solo um, have to go meet uh, uh, what, what's his name? Dryden Voss. Who's the, who's the leader of the Crimson Dawn as we know it. The crime syndicate. And he's the one that I guess contracted out Woody Harrelson's character to go get the yeah. Galaxium. And basically he's about to kill them but Han says oh I, I can get you some. I can get it. its raw form and we can mine it, and I, you know, I now found out that my old girlfriend is working for you. She can help out as well, um, and so they all set off on a mission. So they quickly a, threw the girl ship. back in. We need a ship. Yeah. yeah. And who do they go to go see the ship conveniently, Nicole? That would be Lando Calrissian, right? Lando Calrissian, who Cameron I think might have been the best part. Donald Glover's it. definitely the best actor in this movie, he, like, without question. <laughs> he was the best part. He was definitely the most charismatic, but he didn't, like, his character didn't really add much in the time he was there. Yeah. Beyond, He's not integral to the plot. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 he was just the... Well, he, was, he, was a, he was a plot device to move things along yeah. or, or have, like, callbacks or just, like, he was there because we know that Han wins the Falcon from yeah. Lando yeah. and, and that they have a history. Yeah. yeah. So I will say they did throw a little bit of a of a swerve in the fact that so it's well known that he he yeah. he won the Millennium Falcon off of Lando through a, a, a card game Savak or whatever it is, um, and then they they gamble they he risk Hunt risk his ship which he doesn't have yeah. against Carizian's ship uh, which we found out later he doesn't really even have yeah. either. Uh, and he ends up losing and doesn't win the Millennium Falcon. And so that was like a twist, because like, oh, yeah, I, I, I thought, yeah, because Lando cheated. But you thought, I don't know, so I thought thing, thinking that he was going to win that, and that's how they all started One thing adventure. I didn't think made sense about that scene is everybody's eyeing each other, and Han says that he's played Sabacc like once before. He's like not a, a skilled gambler, at right. least that's what he tells Kira. So like, how's he, like... 
this this idea of like people just sitting down and being naturally talented at gambling and card games, I think, is such a silly trope. Like, I think I think he was just saying that just to like oh, that throw them off. Just to throw I don't know. Off. What do you think, Santa? I don't know how Donald Glover or Lando cheated because his cards were clearly in his left hand the whole time, and he and his cheating hand is his right hand. Right. <laughs> so like, That's why you don't get cheated in poker, Santa. No. Yeah. Um, well, so so like I thought it was going to be a thing where Kira is like standing in another spot in the room and she can see other people's cards and she's cueing him on other people's hands. Like I thought it was going to be like Han was hustling Lando, right? But Lando out hustled him by having cards up his sleeve, right? Uh, but instead, it's like no, Han's just really good at gambling mm-hmm. and. Can consistently this is a natural beat, talent. Yeah, can consistently beat these other card sharks. And that's what it made it seem like. Like, oh, well, I, I, I picked up on this game. It's, it's kind of fun. Like that, like, yeah. yeah. It should have been, he should have been trying to hustle him by, I think sometimes when people hustle other people in, like, pool and stuff, they pretend to be bad and lose a few games, and then they're yeah, actually right. really good once there's more money yeah. on Which table. is what Lando was doing, because he was behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, here was the other problem I had. So... They said, all right, you know, Lando wins, and then Kira pulls Lando aside and says, hey, we, we really need your ship. Yeah. And, oh, okay. you know, and I'm just like, wait a minute, if I'm Lando Calrissian, I'm like, dude, I won your ship. Yeah. Go, give, I, me give, ship. Me, give me my ship now. Give he doesn't me. seem to care about the other ship at all. Right, yeah. Give me the thing I just want. If you go by the score, Lan, uh, Han actually does owe Lando a ship. You know, yeah, even, even after he won the million five hundred from one yeah. like, later on, so it's like, and also like, what's the if if they could get Lando to let them use his ship anyways? Why even why, have the card game? Why exactly. not just like, hey buddy, we need your ship, <laughs> right? Just exactly. so many. Uh, if somehow they negotiate to I say, that even well, you can join us on the heist. We'll get you, you know, your, your cut. Well, I think it was like, well, it's, it, it, it was they, it, they, it started at twenty five, then it became twenty. Right, they needed to get the boot off his car. Yeah. <laughs> right, which I didn't even pick up immediately. Yeah. I, I, we had to talk about it afterwards, yeah. and I realized, like... How do you boot a starship? Like, can't they just... Fly Inertial dampers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they... There's a really here, big Well, here's the other thing was, yeah. the the robot, which we're introduced to the droid, that is... L3. Yeah, yeah. Who's somewhat sentient, and, and maybe in love with Lando, and maybe Lando's in love with the robot right. droid or whatever but she can break into the impound lot but she can't break the the chain the boot off of the i just and i don't know i just it didn't seem to all make it's like sense like deadpool said this is really lazy writing yeah <laughs> so i wish he had just popped up in the middle of this and scene. and because of that they got another as Hannah said 5% knocked off of yeah. Lando's cut which, which matters to no one like what like why even have that discussion none of, none of the audience cares what what Lando's take is it's, it's jokes yeah you never yes. even got any take from it yeah, nobody ever gets paid in the Star Wars universe. It's all no, just discussions didn't. of hypothetical future money. I do have a trivia question. Ooh, all right. we, we need a lay break, so us. lay it on us. All right, so Solo is the first Star Wars movie to not feature an appearance by... C-3PO. Mm-hmm. Ah. And R2-D2. You're so good. Are we sure they didn't like sneak them in in the back or something? No. Not according to the IMDb trivia page. Well, that's, that was. Well, if you're going by, if, if uh, well, yeah, because I don't know where they are in the 
in the history. They're probably... Did they make it in Rogue One? I guess so, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're in Rogue they're One. They're in Rogue Yavin One. Four, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is after Revenge of the Sith, so they're probably, you know, like on the... Uh, Ten of Four? Somewhere on the way to... On the way to... Captain Antilles, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So. Good one. I didn't think about that. That's Thank God, because I could not have handled everybody in the audience cheering to see C-3PO. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of droids, they make it to Kessel, which is apparently... I can't really explain it, Cameron, but it basically seems like it's in a, a bunch of black holes that they have to navigate. I think it's like an asteroid. I, a really dense asteroid field with a black hole. Did you pick it was? was like a nebula or something. Yeah, yeah, well, no, I was thinking no. it was like a gas planet with a core, and that's where they're getting all the coaxin from. Basically, you just can't go straight into it. You right. have to sort of weave your way in. You have to know how to plot it. L3 is apparently a good plotter it's as a, a droid. Very dodgy space hazard. They make it to the place. They steal it all. Um, there's a distraction where L3 decides to free all the droids. Mm -hmm. See, that could have been, if they really wanted to jam it in, they could have made it so that L3 freed the droids and there comes R2-D2 and you're yeah. like, I'm free, I'm free. Thank God they didn't do that. L3 was one of the better parts of this movie. Like, I enjoyed yeah. her lines, I enjoyed what she did. Yeah, she's yeah. I, thought it, funny. I didn't expect her to add so much to the Millennium Falcon when they, you know, uploaded her, her system onto there. Yeah. Like, I that, thought that was a good touch. Unexpected, well done. And it makes it seem like, you know, even though they've never talked about too much about the Millennium Falcon navigator being, like, but it really makes, super. They do mention that the many in in the first the original three movies they mentioned the Millennium Falcon's like a special ship. Okay. Yeah. In, in some way, you know. That that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Why it's such a desirable ship is because it has such a great navigation system. Yeah. Sure. To L three. And um, why it magically gets right. out of all these tight whenever, spots. Whenever they remake episodes four, five, and six, the, the Millennium Falcon's gonna talk. Yeah. It'll be. Whoa. It'll be like, what? Santa? <laughs> what are you saying? They're gonna remake those no. movies. I don't know why you would try, especially. It's just like, uh, anyways, that's a whole other discussion. But so, <laughs> free the droid. She dies. Gets put into the Millennium Falcon. Uh, uh, Chewie frees also some of his Wookiees friends that happen to be enslaved there as well. Yeah. But decides not to go with him because he really wants to be with Han because they're that tight of friends. They didn't mention the life death thing. No, they didn't, and they yeah. should have. Because, like my my understanding is part of the reason why they're together is because Han at some point saves him and right. she owes gives him a life. Yeah, that, that was when a big. When I got him off that planet when he was in the in the pit. But they should. But they never explained. But that. yeah, he's like, no, I'm I'm with you because I have a life debt. Yeah, I mean, they they should have said that. Right. And it seemed like he's just like, no, I like these guys. You guys go rescue our our planet. I'm gonna go hang out with these guys. You know. Mm -hmm. So they make it to the planet where they're going to you know refine the Calaxium because they got it in the most raw form oh we we did see them get through the Kessel run and yeah 12 parsecs I do appreciate that they tr it doesn't actually fully save uh George Lucas's original error in thinking a parsec as a measurement of time not, right not distance but they try and fix they're that. they're they're driving into the skid so they, yeah they, yeah they just go with it yeah so just, it, it, it was mean, a nice save yeah, it helps. Yeah. It helps. I appreciate the effort there. Um, so, again, they get to their final place, uh, and it, who happens to be there but Emphy's Ness? Yeah. And they're ready to steal the Calaxium again from them. 
Mm-hmm. Darn those Empty Snest people. Yeah, I mean... And we revealed that Empty Snest is a woman. She's kind of a young woman. I thought for a minute there they were going to make it seem like, I don't know, like she was the daughter of the Val, the woman who got killed in the train heist. Well, well they mentioned it was like... It's it, kind of like a uh, like a drip Private Roberts type thing. Infant's Nest is just a name that gets passed. Is that down. what they were it, saying? Yeah, she said that her mom was the original Infant's okay. Nest. Okay. Anyways, we basically learned that Infant's Nest is a ragtag group yeah. of people that She's also includes Warwick but, Davis. Oh, yeah. Then that basically, they're trying to make sure the Calaxian doesn't get to the hands of the Empire because that's just going to make the it's, Empire it's stronger. The, it's going to be the start of the rebellion. Right. Which actually makes sense because like we're seeing this entire movie from the perspective of, you know, low-level thugs who are obligated to a crime syndicate that works with the Empire. We're essentially seeing that it's good people who are working for the bad guys because mm-hmm. the bad guys control everything in this universe. So we're seeing the whole story from their perspective. So, yeah, from their perspective, Empty's Nest is bad. But from, you know, the perspective of the audience writ large for the whole series, yeah, they're the actual good guys. You know? But they also try to then do this whole twist of, well, Han, don't you want to be a good guy? Yeah. And make sure, because if you give it to, you know, this guy, uh, Dryden Boss, Dryden Boss, he's just going to get the Empire, and that would make you a bad person. You don't want to be a bad person, do you, Han? But honestly, I would expect Han to not necessarily be a, a non-selfish person. Yeah, you know, Han Solo person. circa episode four was not very a given a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he didn't, but then he did because he, he, he gave a back. little bit of a <laughs> shit. But see, but see, that turn happened in episode four. Yeah. It didn't happen. Have to happen again. Yeah, <laughs> you can only have an arc. You know, one oh, arc. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They try to jam in another arc there. I'm gonna say I thought Paul Bettany did a really good job as he was. He was a pretty good guy. Yeah, he wasn't overly campy. I liked him better than I like him as Vision. Yeah. I didn't understand the scars on his face kept changing. Like, he kept getting Did more it? of them or, like... I was Maybe they yeah, yeah. But, no, I just... I thought he was believable and uh, good as, like, a low, mid-level, middle-management mm-hmm. kind of He's got of a good villain. voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked how he was scary and very, like, clearly willing to be violent, but also, like... Kind of an HR... Like, mid-level HR yeah, person. Yeah, like, that's a... Like, he felt like a good... this doesn't work out... Felt yeah. like a good we'll mid manager. <laughs> yeah, and you you know that my boss won't be happy about yeah, that. I mean, and he's also just not like a like all talk. He, yeah. he he can do action with his knives. Yeah. He has a you know you know I some, mean some serious dangerous threat. And it's not just yeah. his henchmen. So it's like but, I mean I really sympathize, but our policy clearly states that you have to die now. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys notice like the the Boba Fett armor in the back? No, I didn't. No. I did not notice yeah. that. That's cool. But but just like but. Why is because Boba Fett should have that armor? <laughs> well, they just, yeah. well, we can get to the speculation there in a minute, but yes, uh, I did not notice that. But I think I could see why they, first, yeah. based off some things I've read on the internet. But anyways, so now comes the cross, double cross, triple cross. Where well, first off, Lando decided to get jab, the fuck out. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was a funny moment in the movie. Yeah, yeah. that was that was a realistic moment. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly what Lando should have done. Right. Bye. And it was a perfect timing thing where, you know, he was making this fail threat. Han was to Empty's Nest that I got a whole crew waiting to wipe you right. out kind of thing. Um, so he brings, Han brings the Calaxium to Voss. Voss thinks it's fake. He knows, he thinks it's fake because Woody Harrelson did a double cross on Han 
But Han said, no, it's real. And then fight scene. Uh, Voss is... Like, Voss dies, right? Mm-hmm. He's killed. He, he gets killed Kira, by Kira. 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 Kira kills him. Uh, and then Han goes after Beckett, who now has the Klaxium. Yeah. And they have a little... Um, Standoff. Standoff. Basically. So now we get to what I consider both one of the better parts of the film and one of the worst parts of the film. So the better parts of the film is they, they're having like the old western, you know, uh, shootout, mm-hmm. like gunfight, standoff, gunfight. Gun what, what do you call that? Mexican standoff? Mexican standoff, whatever. No. No. Mexican standoff is when a bunch of people bunch all of people are all each other. All right. then it's just like I think rather, it's a showdown at like high noon. Like a high noon, yeah. High, high noon, noon showdown. showdown. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a better name for it, and we're just escaping I, We have it. clearly don't watch a lot of westerns yeah. among the four of us. <laughs> but before anything happens, in the middle of talking, Han draws his gun, shoots first. Yeah. So Han shot first. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like that. That was that was a good bold move, and it was a, a bit of also I think, even though it probably wasn't intentional, but a, a fuck you to George Lucas for screwing up that whole scene in Episode right. Four with with Greedo about whether Han shot first or not. And that Han is a shot first kind of guy. Yeah. Santa, did you pick up on that? Yeah, yeah I saw. It. Yeah, it was like I was like, oh, that's the total. Yeah, Han shot first. Definitely this time. There's no ambiguous nature about it. Yeah. You can't re- also this later. I think you, you know. leaned over and said, Han shot first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, I, I was considering just yelling it out in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> it, but I, again, I didn't didn't want to be that guy. Um, I would have laughed. Yeah, but I I think it was good and it set the mentality of really who he who he was yeah. and is but then we get to the elephant in the, the elephant in the room so <laughs> explain it uh, go, go for it Nicole so, oh, wait, 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 we preface this that, that Tapia did get up to go to the bathroom I did go to the bathroom <laughs> but I I saw the tail end of it so imagine me like I didn't see the first two minutes of it but I saw the last two Without minutes of it so I came up and like I'm like what the? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I'm standing right here because I'm just like, this is like, I don't know what's going on. But go ahead, Nicole. So they, uh, after, like, Dryden Voss is dead and they finally reveal who's the, the true leader of the Crimson Dawn. And it's none other than the person who we thought was dead and chopped in half, Darth Maul. Right. And Except he apparently just goes by Maul now because Darth is like a Sith Maul. Yeah, you're not a Sith person. Did they actually say they didn't Maul? Call, they didn't say his name. No. Okay, but it. it's Ray Park. I mean, yeah, it is Ray he Park. He actually speaks. It, he actually speaks in this one. He yeah. looks like Maul. It's a different dude than it's not Ray Park's voice. Oh well, then. but it wasn't yeah. Ray Park's voice in episode one either. But it's a different guy. Yeah, it's different yeah. than the one that Ray. So, but basically, Wait, did, did he speak in episode one? I don't even know. Yeah, he spoke, he yeah. said like a little bit, like you know, at last. You know the Sith will be able to talk. Last, we'll have our revenge. And, yeah. Um, so, I don't think it really matters about like Maul being ahead of the crime syndicate and what that means with Kira. We're definitely meant to think it's Maul because they they threw in the double lightsaber. Yeah. That was sort of like okay, this is not just some guy some that looks like dude. Maul. It's it's actually him. Unless all these guys that look like Maul have double lightsabers. He stands up, he has robotic legs, that also hits the whole thing about it being Maul. But we all had that discussion of, well, I thought he was dead, right? So what happened, Santa? It, it now brings the animated shows back into canon, 
which whenever Disney bought the the, the Lucas films, they they kind of like threw away the, the extended universe and threw away like uh, the Clone Wars. A lot of show. stuff. They, and then, but now it kind of brings it back, some, or at least some. They're, they're picking and choosing what they they want to bring back mm-hmm. into into canon mm-hmm. from the extent you know outside the movies and stuff. So so we know Darth Maul is in the Clone Wars animated show. Uh, uh, he get he you know he has his legs back. Like his, well, he's got robotic his hatred legs. of Obi Wan Kenobi is, is what sustained is real. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sustained him until he was able to because he wants to get revenge on Obi Wan. Yeah. So, he, but they're making an Obi Wan movie, aren't they? No, they're doing a Boba Fett movie. They're doing. I but I think they're looking at the Obi Wan too. Mm-hmm. I heard they're. I, I but they've already announced the Boba Fett one. Yeah, I heard people talk about Obi Wan like it's almost a done deal. It'd be nice if they would combine. Like, why can't Obi Wan just that's, be in the book? So, so that's what I'm wondering: is are are they trying to do like this Marvel Cinematic Universe thing where all these things are going to tie in somehow? Maybe, maybe. Well, they all I tie would. in. We know how they tie in. <laughs> <laughs> but but tie in with a story that doesn't necessarily have to do with the Empire losing to the. That, that's why it's like. I mean, uh, this movie should have been you know Boba Fett involved, and then okay, now if you do a Boba Fett movie, then that movie should be Obi Wan involved. Because he wants he wants revenge for his dad being right. killed by Obi Wan Kenobi, so it is. It would have been better if they had done some additional tie-in to another Star Wars person <laughs> that wasn't, you so know, now, like now you got you got Darth Maul and you got Boba Fett both hating Obi Wan Kenobi. It was like, right. So here's the thing: is so Santa gave us the very you know nerdy, you know, inside knowledge. Everybody who I've spoken to about it, like, well, I was just at the grocery store, and um, she, she, the, the clerk had a uh, question of the day, which was, what was your favorite movie? And I always, if somebody asks me that, I always say, ah, just Star Wars. You know, this is the easiest yeah. answer I come up with. Uh, and she goes, well, did you see the new Solo movie? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. And she goes, well, I saw it too. Isn't that... I thought this movie happened between, right. you know, episode three and episode four. I'm like, yeah, it, it did. So wasn't that Darth Maul guy, you know, supposed to be dead? And I've heard that multiple times and read it over the internet and that sort of thing. And here's the thing is, if the average yeah. fan, Cameron, doesn't get it, I then why would you throw it in? Legs. I didn't notice the robot legs when I was watching it. Like, you you guys pointed it out afterwards. I thought that they were not even giving that explanation for how he's still alive. But even if they didn't, like... clearly confused everyone. Yeah. Everybody's just like, what the hell? I I didn't notice the legs either, Cameron. I was just like, oh my god, it's Darth Maul. I I wasn't confused by it, because I just assumed somehow they're going to retcon him into still being alive. But, uh... But it's just like, why? It was unnecessary. It it would just seem like a... A dangly, shiny object to wave in front of the audience instead of having a, an actual significant reveal happen. You know? So I gotta say, Cameron, I think you're gonna be the only one that gets this. But okay. the whole Crimson Dawn thing kept making me like smile internally because I'm playing through a bunch of old World of Warcraft quests right now, uh-huh. and Crimson Dawn is part of Wrath of the Lich King. Oh. The the Scarlet Onslaught is actually known as the Crimson Dawn. Okay. They're like a cult that's... Um, they're trying to bring about yeah, the uh, destruction of the world through demons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. What would have worked better? I do better? appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's your World of the Road yeah. moment. Moment of the day. Moment of the podcast. So, Dar- so Maul 
as I understand it, is not supposed to be aligned with the Empire or the Sith. Nah, he, He's he just has. Force powered bad guy who runs a crime syndicate, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it could have been Job of the Hut, maybe. I, I mean, think it would have been a lot cooler to see Job of the Hut. Yeah. Yeah, well, because the whole thing... Jabba like, Hutt should have been in this movie other than some throwaway... Oh, the Hutt, the Hutt clan is, it, is planning something. Yeah. yeah. It, it, Why not just make it about Jabba the Hutt? It's like they, they saved shit for another second hypothetical solo movie. Why not use the best shit in this movie? So, Han just... Well, he and his girlfriend or whatever, right. they they just you know double-cross the, the Crimson Dawn. They killed their one of their biggest you know, middle management leaders, and now they're like, hey, let's go do this new heist with Jabba Hutt. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if, or just, you know, I don't want to say it's ironic, but he's going to go see the guy who is the head of the crime yeah. and Don segment. Yeah. So he's falling back into the trap of going right back to the people who yeah. he just double That would be interesting. Yeah. Because that would have set up the whole, you know, the bounty on Han Solo's head because he double, you know, he's double crossing yeah, too he many goes times. To the, he yeah, get, he goes to Jabba the Hutt, well, and instead of getting work, Jabba's like, "You just fucked me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so I'm going to send you another impossible mission, mm-hmm. and you better not screw, screw it up, or else I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Too too many things they did that seemed like they were trying to avoid doing something more simple and straightforward that would have made more sense. They they had a lot of. Like history or like random throwaways that they could have drawn from, to but they wanted to do something somewhat original, but not because it, we know what happens. But it's they just wanted like, new characters involved. It's almost like by trying to be original, they made it fall into tropes. And and and, and then the whole sub subplot with the dice that was just like forced. Yeah, yeah. Just constantly just like the, the dice passing back luck. and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Amelia Clark, like, was a sex slave to get off a prison planet, but held on to some dice Han Solo gave her, you know? The whole time. The whole time. She put it in her prison wallet. Well, and then he also <laughs> gave it <laughs> jail wallet. That's a Deadpool 2 reference. <laughs> um, well, but he gave it back to her, but it, it didn't really seem to come back in it again. Did he hang the dice when he finally got to... She gave it back to him before he went into the... Because uh, that's, you know, when they're, they're yeah. uh, on Kessel where he's yeah. in the, the, the She's the trying to pretend like, yeah. I thought those were the dice Han supposedly that's, used yeah. to win the Millennium Falcon. That was another legend rumor as well. When so. when Cybok had a dice... I, I gotta to say, it. I was a little disappointed that they were just like the equivalent of fuzzy dice you get as a teenager. Then he had a good luck charm because he was poor. Yeah, it was his good luck charm. They didn't look. They looked similar, but they weren't. They weren't the same dice from uh, Last Jedi. Hmm. Uh, they look probably close enough. I didn't notice the difference. Yeah, uh, only Santa would notice that. He, Santa's smaller. looking at the the Mandalorian armor. <laughs> He's paying attention to everything. Like, how did Lando? You know. Get the card when he has hanging right, the other yeah. ones. Yeah, that's, this is why we have Santa on the podcast. That also happens in the, the last scene when whenever Han wins that that game, he's all like, "You know, you would have won if you had this card in your hand." I was like, "Wait, why do you have it? And then, is that part of the game? Did you win because of the yeah? yeah like, are you just allowed to pocket that card? <laughs> I mean." Um, I want to see Sabak become something like Gint or something like where you. Oh, the, the, you have to explain. You know, make up rules. That <laughs> yeah, you, have to make up rules for it. Just like that, that the three D chess game that they're playing on the Millennium Falcon all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody really understands how to play it. I mean, they made three-dimensional chess from Star Trek a real game, so... Yeah. Totally. Um, one thing I do appreciate is, like, I figured Amelia Clark was definitely going to die, and that was going to, like, be a pivotal moment in Han Solo's life. Uh, but she did not die, and she did not ride off in the sunset with them. She made a practical decision for herself, which was mm. seizing the moment of her old boss dying and gaining greater power and influence for herself. So I thought that was one actually interesting, surprising plot point that I appreciated. It was very Daenerys-like. Yeah, yeah it's kind of Daenerys-like, yeah. So I... I thought that was good too. I, I appreciated that she she's her own person now with her own motivations and yeah. things she wants to do and she is not just like her her main motivation isn't doing what's best for Han. It's doing what's or best like for getting her. back with her old boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like she's grown up and she realizes there's a lot more. She's got her own shit, shit to she's, she's, she's been through things that that, yeah. that we yeah. will never know because they're yeah. just so heinous. Yeah. Yeah. So they said potential sequels here which I'm not really for for any of these one-off movies having sequels we I know Rogue One can't have a sequel and we know yeah. why I would like to see more of Kira's character I actually am not interested I have no interest in seeing what happens to Han as far as I'm concerned nothing significant is going to happen to Han between now and episode 4 he's yeah. going to yeah, fuck over and get fucked over by Jabba somehow and that's it, it they should have made that he'll be involved movie. in the Boba Fett movie somewhere. yeah or, yeah, I could see that. It'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great if they didn't try and make everybody have their own movie, but just had everybody had all of these characters be in a movie that belong quote unquote we, belongs to somebody. We could have like a third trilogy, like the the Outlaws trilogy, mm-hmm. where the first one kind of follows Han, and then it ties into a second one about uh, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. What would the third one be? Could just could be anyone. Could be yeah. the Huts. Could be, could be Obi Wan even. Well, it could could be uh, that the uh, the Prince Xerxes or whatever, not Xander or something or other. The he's like this gangster element for the Black Sun. Well, they could they could um, have a like after after Return of the Jedi, like now the crime syndicates like are using this moment to seize more land because the empire is crumbling. So right, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a vacuum to be filled. So why not, mm-hmm. you know, crime syndicates take over. Yeah, I can see that because the Empire would, would nix all those with their well, strong fists. Well, and that would lead to the First Order. Is like, right? You know, it was like, oh, the, you know, crime is rampant around the the world, the universe. Now it's time for somebody to step in and 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 reunite everybody. You know, and, maybe. And that's kind of what the, how the Empire was born. You know, it's like, a, you know, no need for a Senate, to, mm. just just one leader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also mentioned about the regional governor. Uh, of some planet, which I thought was a nice little callback to, to Star Wars Episode Four, where you know uh, the Emperor eliminates the yeah. last remnants of the se- six, uh, the Senate, and th- those guys said, "Well, how will we keep control with the regional governors? will yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make sure the planets stay in line." But that was about it. So my take on this is that. It either a should have been a lot more funnier the solo movie, or it should have been a lot more. I won't say darker, but a little bit more serious, or just a little bit more. You know, you know, high risk game at stakes. Higher stakes, yeah, or or better tie into the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm. They had an opportunity, and at times they used it to have a western, you know, motif to it all. 
but they didn't really take advantage of that wherever they needed to. They kind of just forced it in here and there. I thought that was a big problem. It had no real identity. It kind of makes sense that some of these ideas that they could have expanded on and made it a more unique movie got stunted because they had to change directors. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, what parts were ideas from the original guys that got preserved a little bit but didn't get punched up because Ron Howard took it in a different direction? What parts were ideas that Ron Howard had but didn't have the ability to fully implement because maybe it would require too much reshooting or something? So because we know where it's all going to go, I think they would have been better served to make it more funny. And maybe that's what those guys were doing, Uh, the ones who got fired, was just like, look, there's no suspense to any of this because everybody knows who 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 mm-hmm. lives, you know. So yeah. why not just make it, you know, a funny but thrill ride? It doesn't have to be like a, sl- a slapstick comedy. No. I mean, like, doesn't have to be Thor Ragnarok. Ma- yeah, a little funny. bit under Thor Ragnarok, but like a little more funny than like a, an Iron Man or, or Captain America. Yeah. Movie, you know? mm-hmm. uh, but they could have done like a buddy cop thing, yeah. like uh, like Lethal Weapon. Well, I was saying like him him and Chewie doing doing capers together, and then they and then they screw over Jabba. I mean, yeah, yeah. That that's all been. I wanted. <laughs> You didn't no. get in here. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really have a problem with the tone, because I I don't think I would have disliked the funnier buddy cop version that you all just described. But I can understand um, somebody else saying, well, you know, the Empire is in full control. You know, they're bad. Life kind of sucks for a lot of people, especially these people who come from, like, a hard scrabble existence. Like, the original three movies had a little... had, like, this air of seriousness like yeah things mattered and so i feel like they tried to make the tone similar to the original three movies so i don't have a problem with that but maybe i would have liked the other one more just in mm. terms of enjoying the movie you know? mm. i would have liked a uh, like a an in credit scene of the robot rebellion being squat, uh, squashed yeah. <laughs> that would have been good the empire just comes in yeah, with stormtroopers and they just destroy wipe them out. No, no, no. Yeah. they just have one big EMP or something yeah, yeah. yeah. alright uh, so review time uh, Nicole let's start with you 5 star rating go I'm gonna give it a 2.8 it was a little bit below average it could have been great there were a few good moments that I appreciated, but it still wasn't enough to raise it above the three mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron? Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say 2.75. Uh, so yeah, uh, considering the turmoil of the production of the movie, I think it did pretty well. Like, when I heard when I originally heard what was happening, I was like, oh, this thing's going to be a straight-up stinker. Yeah, but you know, all all in all, it was solid. But yeah, two point seven five. Not not. It, it didn't wow me. So I think I'm gonna go. Two point eight was really good. <laughs> That's kind of how I was. I'll go ahead and just say it's two, a good score. Two point eight as well. It's just it's definitely above average. It's not a three. Right. Two point seven five kind of works as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, only it's somewhere between five a two point, hundredths of a point. Yeah, minutes. so I want to say two point seven seven five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Santa? Uh, I'm gonna do a two point five. Two point five, just straight up. You're, exactly you're the harshest the critic. He yeah. is, but I mean, he's tough he's and consistent. fair. He's got high standards. Yeah. Any any other additions to that, Santa? Or are you just like it's average and that's about yeah, it? Yeah. Well, I just like so even. 
I mean, the timing of the movie is, is kind of bad now, too, because it's like, it's in, you know, four months, five months after the last Star Wars movie. You know, normally they do, they, they've been doing December Star Wars movies, and so, like, mm-hmm. if, if they... If they had changed directors, why not push it to December? They don't have a movie count in December. Yeah, have it. You know, December would have been better. Why yeah. did they release it now? Yeah. what was the logic there? Who knows? Because also, you know, they released it now, and then there's like, if if Avengers had moved their date, it would have been three weeks after Avengers. Yeah, and then and then Deadpool just came out last week. So it we was were like, talking yeah. about that. If you're an average moviegoer. Then you're no, you don't have time for all this. You don't have time for all this, so yeah. you're probably going to prioritize Infinity War, even yeah. Black Panther. You may not have the budget to go see yeah. all and, and Deadpool too. Much less solo. time. And Deadpool is at least another studio. Like the Avengers movies and these movies are both made by Disney. You'd think there would be. It's like you know, from Disney's perspective, it's like okay, we got Infinity War. That's going to be huge. We don't have anything, you know, there's no Avengers movie or Star Wars movie coming out this Christmas. Yeah. Why would you not exactly. move it to Christmas and, to keep your cash flow We going? just changed directors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there was no trailer release until, like, They Feb- did a terrible like, job February marketing. February January. Oh, yeah, there movie. was hardly any marketing. Yeah. And I would have moved it to December, but, you know, Disney, you didn't ask me, so. Yeah. I wonder if it's some really inside baseball thing, like, Disney has, like, a stock in like an investor report that comes out on a certain date so they either wanted this movie included in those numbers or not included in those numbers like I I can see if they because when is when's episode 9 episode 9 isn't until next year late next year yeah they'll they'll end up doing it in the holiday season because Avengers 4 is in May of next year so the time of doing you know Memorial Day weekend release of Star Wars is past a little bit so well I think we were pretty honest about it. I'm, I'm still not over the fact that it was yeah. not very good <laughs> that I wanted it to be. I I don't want us to rank the Star Wars films, but I will say that there's still some other films in the Star Wars that are worse than this one. Well, so. there's three that come to mind. Okay. I can't <laughs> wait to do a Star Wars bracket. Yeah, it's, we, we're getting some, some higher teams. We almost in have there. enough. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's better than episode one. Probably better sure. than episode two. I don't know if it's better than episode three. Three's, three's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, like it. it's 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 neck and neck with episode three. Hmm. So what do we got next on episode twenty? Are we going to go see Jurassic Park? No. I'll sit out that podcast. Uh, if we haven't even see seen it. the first. O- Ocean's Eight's come down in two weeks. Ooh, yeah. but see now that's going to be a high movie. I don't think there's anything coming out next week. It's uh, June first. Are we down for some Ocean's Eight? Maybe. Yeah, I'm definitely down for Ocean's Eight. I'm trying to get Kristen to come with us. I think that uh, maybe she'll actually. Will be Kristen in the want to be on the podcast? Did you I guys? It could be like a girl power podcast. Did yeah. you guys go see uh, RBG yesterday? No, no, we were going to, and then uh, the the cons asked if they wanted to do some day drinking because it started rain, mm-hmm. and I assume they their garden their plans garden got, got, got canceled. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was supposed to be just what a should happen is we should all go see Ocean's Eight, and then Tyler, Nicole, and Kristen, and maybe Charity should do the podcast without us. They can do their own. <laughs> yeah, they can. Tyler has their podcast. They can yeah, do Tyler has their own podcast. Cheese. But otherwise, you know, we can make it an all-girl podcast for an all-girl Ocean's movie. Okay, so good. I'm glad because I don't necessarily know if I want to do Dress World too 
Anyways, plus that's like my birthday weekend. It's coming. I hope out. that movie that's not really does terribly, so they stop making those movies. Like God, it doesn't make any sense anymore. People love dinosaurs. I don't love dinosaurs. Kids love dinosaurs. I mean, yeah, but like th- that is they're beating the Triceratops to death. They're like, they're beating um, the dead Triceratops. July sixth, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, that's July. definitely something to look forward to. If I don't got so. anything else going on. I'll go see that. That looked the preview for that looked uh, good. I just find it interesting. I think last year around this time we were struggling to find movies to review. There's uh, like a midsummer slump, I think. You know, they get May comes out strong, and then you know they figure people have plans at the beach or something. Well, uh, we're getting that look where we got to go do some uh, Memorial Day stuff. barbecuing and grilling and drinking and got to pour one out and grill one out for the troops. Yep. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us at Guy Girl Santa. Uh, episode 20 coming up soon. Uh, be sure to check back with us. Otherwise, don't waste your money on going to see Solo if you're not really that big of a Star Wars fan. Go see Temple 2 instead. Yeah, I can come. You can watch it on video. All right. Take it easy, everyone. <laughs>